For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Receive these words of life today, which have the capacity to change your life forever through the ministry of Pastor Prosper Etonam Dusi. Pastor Prosper Etonam Dusi is the lead pastor of Central Fellowship Ministries, a ministry headquartered in Ghana that is focused on the expansion of the Kingdom of Christ through the preaching of the Gospel. He also oversees and coordinates the Central Fellowship Theological College, a theological college that is focused on perfecting the saints through the accurate knowledge of Christ. Now, stay connected to this life-giving message from Pastor Prosper Etonam Let's thank him. Let's thank him for the word. Let's thank him for the word. Thank him for the opportunity. Thank him that knowledge will abound this morning. That will grow in wisdom this morning. That needs are met. We are satiated with the spirit. There is no need. There is no want. There is no lack. All things are made available by reason of the word. We are growing. We are growing. We are growing. We are growing. There is no struggle in our spirits to receive the word. This morning we are receiving the word with meekness, meekness, meekness. And, and, and we, are, we are not struggling with the word. We are receiving it in the name of Jesus. As he wants us to be, we will be. As he wants us to be, we will be. Even in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, lift up one and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I receive the fullness of your word and the power in your word. This morning, I grow in the knowledge of your son. And as you see us in you, and as we behold you, we are edified and you are truly glorified. Jesus' name, Amen. May we assume our sister in the name of Jesus. Let's give the Lord a mighty clap. This morning, we want to continue with our, our studies of the scriptures, but we are going to do some detailed, detailed discussions. And so, I want you all to prepare yourselves as we travel the scriptures because we want to do some good work this morning. And um, let me state here that what we did was just to introduce us into a very long series of appreciating what the scriptures communicate to us. So what we'll be doing now is to continue from where we left off into understanding how the mode of communication of the scriptures. If, if the scriptures are saying something, what does that mean? And why were they said the way they were said to us? And all of these things are to help us to understand the scriptures. Because if you're a believer and you don't know the manual that you're using, it is dangerous because anybody can tell you anything, even in your manual, for you to believe. 
the person will just have to open scripture. Ah, is it not written in, re- in black and white? Is it not Jesus who said this? And so you as a student of the Bible must appreciate what is written in your word. Why? Because the primary source of doctrinal and <laughs> Christian learning will be the scriptures. We don't go beyond the scriptures. In fact, what we do with the scriptures is to excavate the scriptures and bring clarity to what is written. Whatever the believer needs which pertains to life and godliness, whatever will happen here and the life beyond is in your Bible. And so, we come to a place like this where we are instructed in the scriptures, hallelujah. In the word, hallelujah. So this morning, we will start some series. And I appreciate that the Holy Spirit will bring clarity to the matters at hand. Amen. Oh, are you ready? Let's open our Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. We are reading from 15 to 18. To 17, sorry. 2 Timothy 3. 15 to 17. 2 Timothy 3, 15 to 17. Mm-hmm. And that from a child, mm-hmm. thou had known the holy scriptures, mm-hmm. which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and, it, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Amen. Amen. So, Timothy, uh, Paul, in writing to Timothy, concerning the probability of scriptures, uh, Paul identifies the background upon which statements comprising the books of the Bible were founded. So, in our lesson this morning, we want to appreciate what the summary of the Old Testament books of the Bible are communicating to us. And in this particular scripture, we will see that Paul, in his writing to Timotheus, was trying to explain that to him. Then he says in verse 15, he says, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation which is by faith in Christ Jesus. So, we want to break it down so that you appreciate what Timothy or Paul is communicating to Timothy. There is no no confusion in the scriptures. Everything is very clear. So, let's look at it. 2 Timothy 3.15. So, let's do 15. He says, in verse 15, he says, And that from a child. And that from a child. The child there is the Greek word breathos, 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 and that from a child, and that from a breathos, your state of your undeveloped state, your undeveloped state, you knew something about the scriptures. The scriptures there, scriptures, scriptures standing alone is grapho, which implies that which is written, that which is written. But when you add 
the adjective holy scriptures, it is hearers grammar. Please follow closely. All of these things will make sense as we go on. And even right here, you appreciate that the scriptures you just saw as grapho, when the adjective hearers, which is holy, is attached, it changes the grapho to grammar, which means that there is no word in scripture that has omnibus application. What it means is that a word you will find in Timotheus or the book of Timothy as scripture, the use of it may be different in another writing. So you cannot assume that if I find sin here, it is sin throughout the Bible. You would have to explain that word in the context in which it is used. Do we have some Bible students here? Very important. And it is some of these things that we did not pay attention to that has brought us this level of confusion in the body of Christ. We should pay attention to detail when we are reading the Bible. So, a word you find in a verse may not be the same way it is applied in another verse. Do you understand what I'm just saying? Very well. So, follow closely. So, when the adjective holy, and, and even with this adjective, the word holy in Greek is not always hagios. Here is hieros. Hieros means it is sacred, set apart. So, holy scriptures will be set apart writings. Hieros, grammar. So, from a child, you have known the hero's grammar, the set apart writings, the set apart individual writings of the scriptures. Follow closely. <laughs> Follow closely. So, the adjective there is to qualify that which is sacred. I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm interpreting it right. They are separate, set apart. So, we, we hold sacred the individual writings. The set apart writings. Your treatment of the scriptures will show whether you believe the scriptures or not. How you handle scripture will show whether you believe the scriptures or not. So, what we call heroes here or sacred applies to either things used for ministry or could also refer to a place. Let's look at one example. 1 Corinthians 3, uh, 9, 13. 1 Corinthians 3, 9, sorry, 13. We see the application of the word heroes there. Quick, quick, quick. This is just a quick reference. Yes. 1 Corinthians 9.13 uh -huh. mm -hmm. Do ye not do ye not know that mm -hmm. they which minister about holy things live? Holy things there is heroes. Holy. So holy could refer to things like the set apart writings. They are things. Are we following? Mm -hmm. Holy things. And these holy things are things we use for ministry in the temple. They are holy things. Now, that holy things is not hagios. It is heroes. Sacred. 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 They are not just holy. They are sacred things. Are we following? Hmm. Then, it is also used for sacred locations or 
reserved locations like we find in Colossians. Colossians chapter 4 verse 13. Colossians 4 13. Colossians 4 13. Mm -hmm. For I bear him a record mm -hmm. that he had a great zeal for you. And for them that are in Laodicea, uh -huh. and them in Hierapolis. Hierapolis. Hierapolis, you see the word Hieros, Hiera, then Polis. So the Polis is a place. Hieros makes it a sacred place or a reserved place. So what you find as Hierapolis, Hierapolis is a reserved place. A reserved place. Those in Laodicea and those in the reserved places. Hiera police. So, 15 again. Let's take it again. 3, 15. And that from a child thou hast known these sacred writings which are able to make thee wise make thee wise so the set apart writings and very soon we will see that this set apart writings were the writings from genesis to malachi the set apart writings as was written in genesis as was written in exodus leviticus numbers deuteronomy joshua judges and the rest of it were the set apart writings which Paul is telling Timotheus that this has brought you to a place of skill. The word wise there is the Greek word sophizo. S-O-P-H-I-Z-O. Sophizo. S-O-P-H-I-Z-O. Wise. Wise there is not an innate ability. It was something he got when he read the scriptures together. So it is acquired. This goes beyond just wisdom because if it was wisdom, it would be in it. It would be in him. But this was acquired. This has brought you to a place of skill. So it is more of skill than just wisdom. Are we here? He acquired a certain skill on a subject matter. Follow closely. Because if, if it was about Abraham and was about Job and was about Esther, and it was about the chronicles. And it was about the prophets. And it was both major minor and the kings. Where is this wisdom? And yet Paul is saying that your appreciation of Genesis to Malachi has brought you wisdom on a subject matter. The whole of Old Testament put together will bring you to a, a place of wisdom or skill on a subject matter. Wow. He says, watch it. Watch it. <laughs> Are you reading your Bible with me? Watch it. He says, so, and from a child, your undeveloped stage, thou hast known, known, known. Known is not you have read it. Known is you are acquainted. Known means that there is no part of Genesis to Malachi that will be a first time read for you. 
Known means that you've gone beyond just reading to getting yourself acquainted with the scriptures. Any believer who has not read the Bible back to back, you are yet, you are just about starting. What it means is that there should not be any page of scripture that should be so new to you. And that is why our study will take you to Nahum. will take you to Obadiah. We will take you to Zephaniah. We will take you to Haggai. Are you following? You will just not sit in Matthew to John and say, I, I know the scriptures. What are you talking? Jesus, Jesus. You don't know the scriptures. Your knowledge of the scriptures will mean that there is no part of scripture that is new to you. That's what some of us suffered some years ago. Where when we open some parts of scripture, we have to quickly close it because this one does not make sense. Paul says, Thou hast known the holy scriptures that are able to make thee wise. Now, wise unto what? Wise unto salvation through faith. Wow. Wise unto. What it means unto there, unto there is to a certain destination. To a certain arrival point, your knowledge, your acquaintance with the scriptures has brought you skill of a certain arrival point of what the scriptures are communicating, which is salvation through faith. Wow. In Genesis, yes. In Exodus, yes. In Leviticus, yes. In Deuteronomy, yes. In Joshua, Judges, Ruth. First Samuel, second Samuel, first Chronicles, second Chronicles. In all the books, yes, when you read them together. It's going to be a very interesting journey. <laughs> I want you to brace your seatbelts up because it's going to be very copious. If you are saying that you are going to teach the Bible, you must be sure of what you are teaching. Otherwise, people will just throw some punches at you. You'll be unstable. He said, wait, I'm going to ask my pastor and come. i become a bad, <laughs> bad disciple. Follow closely. Salvation through faith. So, your skill of the scriptures has brought you to a place or your acquaintance of the scriptures, your acquaintance with the scriptures has brought you to a place where you understand the subject matter of the scriptures. So, can you imagine a believer who doesn't know salvation? You don't know scripture. And for those of you who are listening to others, the first, if you want to listen to a minister, the first thing you want to be sure of is his knowledge of the subject matter of the scriptures. Salvation. If he falters on salvation, don't go and read his prosperity material. It will still be faulty. Don't go and read his marriage material. It will be faulty. Because the most important thing for man is salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So if the person's understanding of salvation is faulty, it's one of the indicators of running away from such a person. For those of you who are who are, who are doing globe trotting, <laughs> understand that some people who are here and they are still they are still globe trotting around. Understand that some people in this church, what we are teaching is not good enough for them. If our, the, the instructions we are giving them is not good enough. They are still globe, globe trotting around from one prayer come to another. I'm hearing that one too. Yes, you are, and so 
globetrotting. In this age and in this day. Let's move on, please. So, verse 16. So, the summary of the knowledge to be acquired when the scriptures are read together will be salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Salvation through faith in a person. Verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration. All. Now, verse 16. All. All is past. P-A-S. Graphe. Graphe. The scriptures there is graphe. Past graphe. Past graphe. Now, you would observe that scriptures is twice in the above, above text. 15 and 16. We see scriptures twice. Do you follow? Do you see that in verse 15 it says, and that from a child that has known the holy scriptures. In verse 16 it says, all scripture or scriptures. Now, the word all is the Greek word pass. Pass. Scripture is the Greek word graphe. Pass is P-A-S. Graphe is G-R-A-P-H-E. So, all scripture is pass graphe. Then it says that all the scripture is profitable. Follow. It's profitable. All scripture is profitable, not some. All. No. All will be all in its content. Not all as in separate writings. When you put the scriptures together, you will be able to filter the content. The content is profitable for doctrine. The word doctrine is the word didascalia. D-I-D-A-S-K-A-L-I-A. Didascalia. Let me, I'm taking my time today. Don't worry. Didascalia. Doctrine. So, you do, in writing your note, verse 16, then it says all. Pass graphe. Then, inspired of God. We'll come to inspired of God. Then it's profitable. The Greek word for doctrine is didascalia. The word profitable is the Greek word ophilimos. Ophilimos. O P H E L E M U S. Ophilimus, advantageous, helpful for doctrine. Doctrine is for learning. Learning. So what you call doctrine is what, or what we call doctrine is something to be learned or teachings or explanations. So when you put the scriptures together, Genesis to Malachi, the Content of the scriptures is useful for teaching, it's useful for learning, it's useful for explanations. So, technically, what it means is that when I know the content, it has to be explained. So, what we do with the scriptures is to explain the scriptures. Hmm. Follow closely. 
What do we do to scripture? Do we add to it or we explain it? We explain it. When you add meaning to the scriptures, what you are doing is that you are adding your own thoughts to the scriptures. We call that exegesis. But when you now on the basis of what is given you, you explain in the light of Christ, we say you are exegeting the scriptures. Our business is to now explain what is written, not to add to it. When you add to it, you are bringing your mind to me. I want the mind of Christ. I want to understand the mind of the author when he was writing what he wrote. Mm -hmm. Is Jonah here today? Is Samuel here today? Uh, is Matthew here today? But have they written books? So, when we read the scriptures and we exegete the scriptures, we want to go into the mind of the author and draw their original intention of writing what they have written for us. That is good Bible study. So, when you go preaching, you don't say, I think the scriptures say or the scriptures establish. Why are we doing this? Every member is supposed to become a good Bible student. That is why we gather here. So that when you are a good Bible student, you can also go and teach. By now, you should be having your own disciples that you are teaching. By the time we enter next year into next two years, you should... Can teach the Bible anywhere. Because you should be a man of God who is not ashamed. Your, your shame will come when you are not able to rightly divide the word. Now when you might go and say, Oh, steady to show yourself approved. Second Timothy 2.15. Steady to show yourself approved. Eagerly, 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 diligently show yourself as approved of God. A workman who is not ashamed. That is why when you come to church and you are sleeping, you are never serious. You are never serious. Oh, this one is an apostolic instruction. You are not serious. Because a place where you should receive what you need to be proficient in your ministry, at that point, is your best sleep. There must be something wrong somewhere. If you are sleeping, you stand on your feet, shake yourself, and make sure you are not losing any part of the lesson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, you, you don't mess up. Or you are the only one who prayed for us throughout the night. That's why you are sleeping. Because uh, you finished the prayer for us, so we should do the rest. Never come to church and desire to sleep. If sleep desires you, shake off that desire. You didn't catch that one. Never. Never. That is why we encourage you as you are writing. And continue to write. Are you catching it? Yeah. We don't come to church to sleep. No, 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 no. Catch your sleep at night. Catch your sleep at night. Never ever come to church and sleep. These things are not things we sleep on. <laughs> so, our scripture is profitable. What is profitable to us is not part of scripture. So you don't pick and choose. I like this part. You say we are made able ministers of the New Testament. I went to a big man's church. He says, me, me, you see, pastor, you see the thing? Right now, the thing, they've cooked the thing for us. They've cooked the thing in the New Testament. Me, I don't want to go to, you're a lazy pastor. 
a lazy pastor who will say that we have been given the New Testament, you have been made able ministers of the New Testament. The one who wrote the New Testament for you, you are calling New Testament, went to Old Testament to explain the scriptures, and you are calling explanation of the scriptures revelation. Hello? So, we want to raise Bible believers who know their manual. Number one, this manual. Who can explain the scriptures and bring people to the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ? We want to raise word men, word men, who are sure of their conviction that this thing will not run away from it. In fact, your, your, your conviction should infect somebody. Holy Ghost, are you here? And that is why you, when you get to that point, you are bold. You are, you are bold and confident to preach. You can preach it anywhere. In the bars, you are not afraid. Because when they ask you the quotation, you read it and explain it. There are some who can read and quote. They cannot explain. You are both. You can read. <laughs> because you understand, you can explain. Are you here? Can we go on? Hmm. I, I do, baby. So, the content is the grammar. The first one, which is grapho, is what is written. Grammar is the content of what is written. Are we following? The first one in verse 15, set apart writings. What is written? They are sacred. The one which is profitable, that is why, not all that is in the Bible is profitable. But when you read the Bible together, the content is what is profitable. Are we following? All right. <laughs> All right, let's move on. He says, salvation through faith. Wow. Now, don't forget, when we read verse 15, I want to draw a parallel here. When we read verse 15, and that from a child that has known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise, unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Then verse 16, he says, all scripture. All scripture is profitable for teaching. Now, verse 15 has taught us the teaching. Did you catch it? What is the teaching in verse 15? Salvation through faith, which is in Christ. Mm. So, what is the doctrine? The doctrine of the scriptures is salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. What are we to teach in explanation of the doctrine? Salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Wow. Did you catch it? Do we have another message? <laughs> Follow closely. So, doctrine, like I've explained, is learning. Teaching, knowledge transfer. Hence, salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus, is the doctrine of the Old Testament books of the Bible when they are read together. When they are read together. When they are read together. They become the summary of the Old Testament books when they are read together. So Paul then goes on to state 
what this doctrine achieves. Do you see verse 16? Verse 16 says, All scripture is inspired of God and is profitable for doctrine, teaching, learning, explanations, transfer of knowledge. Then he says, For reproof. So 16 is giving us what doctrine will achieve. Are we following? Now, when you are reading the scriptures, you need to have at the back of your mind that when they were writing the original scripts, in fact, when they wrote all into what we call the Septuagint or the Greek accounts of the Hebrew renditions, there were no commas, full stop, paragraphs. No. Except for the book of Psalms, which, which were already numbered. So we have the first Psalm, the second Psalm, the 90th Psalm, they were numbered. Apart from the Psalms that were numbered, even when they were numbered, they were not put in verses, uh, chapters, they didn't add any punctuation. So the only book from its original songs that were numbered were the Psalms. Are we here? The songs, the songs, the prophetic songs. Okay, so when you read in your Bible, for example, all scripture is inspired of God and is profitable for doctrine. King James will put comma for reproof, comma for correction, comma for instruction in righteousness. Do you have that in your Bible? So, proper Bible study then, take away all the comma because we need to now explain what is written there. Are you here? Let's do the explanation. So, it's profitable for doctrine, number one, we understand that doctrine is what has been established in the previous verse. So, we will not no longer have an assumption in our mind as to what the doctrine should be. It has been explained in the previous verse. Salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So that is what we teach. That is what we explain. That is the knowledge we glean from the scriptures and we pass on. Are we here? Don't go and preach yourself. You have no story to tell. Hello? Uh, when you come into Christ, everything will be fine. Only for the person to come into Christ and know that you are even suffering. The one you pray, you, the one who preach to him or her is suffering more than she's doing or he's doing. That cannot be the message. Salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Are we here? So all scripture, we've understood all scripture. So what doctrine achieves primarily is to understand that it is inspired of God, inspired of God, and that it provides reproof. The word reproof, the word reproof is the Greek word elekos. Elekos. Or elekos. E-L-E-G-C-H-O-S. E-L-E-G-C-H-O-S. Now, the reproof you have there is not English reproof. It's Bible reproof. The English version of that Bible reproof is evidence. So, it's profitable for teachings, explanations, knowledge transfer when you have evidence. Mm -hmm. When you have evidence. Now, we are going to rewrite verse 15 again. You follow closely. So, let's do the content again. He it says it's profitable for, read the 16 for me. 
All scripture is given by inspiration it's of inspired God. inspired of God. And it's profitable. It's profitable. For doctrine. For our doctrine. We've done doctrine. Doctrine is the dascalia. Teaching, learning, explanations, explanation, knowledge, transfer, and what? For reproof. Reproof is evidence. Evidence. Uh-huh. For correction. For correction. The Greek word for correction is the word epanothosis. E-P-A-N-O-R-T-H-O-S-I-S. Which is to set right. To set right. Epanothosis. To set right. To set right. And the body of Christ is there to set right. Hey, who are you here? So we can come in our own gali-gali, but you are set right. You, you can come with your own dispositions. Uh, this is how I feel. This is how I think about it. But by the time you notice, you are being set right. You are being epanotosized. Epanotosized. You, you will be set right. <laughs> oh, are you here? Mm. The panothosis goes on every day. And where do we get the panothosis? From the scriptures. The scriptures will bring us a panothosis because it's profitable for correction. Mm -hmm. The last word there. For instruction in righteousness. For instruction in righteousness. The word instruction is the Greek word paideia. Paideia is P-I-A-D-E-I-A. Paideia. P-A-I-D-E-I-A. Paideia. Paideia is used for growth. Instruction is used for growth. Paideia. Used for how a child is trained and nurtured. Sadiyayetete abofra. Nyenyeno. That's instruction. Instruction is not a suggestion. Oh, Sankabaya, Unyaba, Sankabaya, Sankayabashania, Sankin, Yebio, Mother. Ebio, Sanyano, Nintiayan, Nisi. We are giving you reasons to why these things are done the way they are done. When you do them, this is the result. When you fail, these are the repercussions. That is instruction. It's not suggestion. Suggestion is, if it is in your will, you know, um, if you think about it closely, <laughs> that's not scripture. Otherwise, I'm not sure anybody will receive Christ. That's how I feel, man. You know, that's how I feel. You know, that is why Adam and Steve can also get married. That's how we feel. You see, I just woke up and realized that I'm a woman in a man's body. You must be a fool the day you woke up feeling like that. You know, I just realized that my, 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 my boobs are getting better. I'm a man. I'm a woman. Hello, begin to call me. Ajwa, you are a fool. The scriptures will tell you, you are a fool. It's not, okay, if it is in your will, begin to see how you can. No, you are a fool. The scriptures are clear. Instructions are, I don't care how you feel about it. The scriptures are clear. You're a fool. I, I feel a woman in my body. Adjust yourself. Stop fooling around. Adjust yourself. Do we love them? Yes. Do we hate what they do? Yes. We hate it. Does God love them? Yes. He loves them to hell. He loves them to hell. Even when they are on the, at the gate of hell, he still loves them. But they are a product of their choice. 
Do we hear what they do? Yes. And so we'll fight anything that will legislate their, their wrongdoing. We'll fight it. But do we love them? Yes. Will we bend them? No. Will we continue to preach to them? Yes. Will we stop doing business with them? No. Are, are, you, catching why, are you catching the difference? Do, do we separate them and let them go to hell? No. We'll bring them close. But we'll still continue to tell them, this is not right. This is not you. This cannot be you. How can you just wake up? So today, I can also wake up and say that I'm a tree. How can there be natural things done for man? And the man decides on the basis of his 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 that will override the wisdom of God. Paidia! Instructions! Like you nurture and grow a child. That is what the instructions of the scriptures will bring to you. Or the profitability of the scriptures will bring to you. Are we here? Look at a use of the word in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4. Ephesians 6 4. Quick, quick, quick. Quick, quick, quick. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4. Mm Mm-hmm. And ye fathers, mm-hmm. reprove not your children to wrath, mm-hmm. but bring them up in the nature and admonition, admonition. admonition so of the, the Lord. The word admonition there admonition. is still the Greek word paideia, instruction. So admonition is instruction. So if I want to draw a parallel to maybe families, what you do to your children is to instruct them. And I've told you how we do the instruction. We give them the instruction. We tell them how necessary the instruction is for their growth and their benefit. We tell them what they get when the instructions are carried out. And we tell them again what they lose when the instructions are not carried out. Am I clear on this? So the instruction is not a suggestion. Never make your instructions suggestions. As young as they may be, this is not right, will not be right when they are 50 years. And so they must begin to adjust themselves on the basis of your instruction. If it is not right, it's not right. Have you seen two children play? play? It's like, this one is mine, this one is mine, this one is mine. This. So what does a parent do? The first thing to establish is that this is not yours. But Kofi, you can give this to Kwabna to also play with. But the first instruction must be clear that Kojo, this is not yours. But Kofi, can you let Kojo play with it? Are we here? Never make evil out of your children. No? Uh, it doesn't matter. Yoto, 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 yoto. That is for Kofi. Hello. It's not for Kojo. So let Kojo hear that it is not yours. So that Kojo will not be, will not grow to be competitive, taking things that are not his. Claiming by force and using scripture to support it. I'll possess my enemy gates. It's a foolish prayer. Because no enemy gate is going to allow you to take. You die by force, by fire. Pedia! Instruction! <laughs> Are we picking something this morning? So, verse 15. Let's do 15 again. Deals with doctrine. So when you're doing your notes, 15, 
deals with doctrine, didascalia, deals with the teachings, deals with the explanation, while 16 deals with the resolve of the doctrine. Is it clear? So from, from, from what we've just explained, we can safely reread 2 Timothy 3.15. Let's do the rereading as you take your notes. And from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures. Are you following with me? We are rereading verse 15 with our, our new understanding now. Because the scriptures are to be explained. Not to add to. We excavate it. We don't innovate it. Are we here? And from a child that has known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus and is profitable. Mm -hmm. Are you following? And is profitable for doctrine. 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God for reproof which corrects and leads to spiritual growth. Let me state it again. Verse 15. Reread. Take note of it. And from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. And is profitable for doctrine. 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God for reproof which corrects and leads to spiritual growth in righteousness. Is it clear? Very, very clear. How many of you are following what, I'm, what we are doing this morning? Don't let your mind wander out. This is scripture. Bible study. Okay. So at that time, Paul wrote this to Timothy. Do we understand that? Second Timothy is Paul's second letter to Timothy. Alright. So at that time that Paul wrote this to Timothy, the terms holy scriptures or all scriptures were not the books he was writing. Were not the New Testament books. Because they may not have been written at that time. But he was referring to the Old Testament books. So, Holy Scriptures, all Scripture. Anytime you see the word Scripture, 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 as used by Paul, were referring to Genesis to Malachi. They were the Scriptures that they had in their time. In fact, history tells us, follow closely, history tells us that the canon of Scripture had been put together 270 years before Jesus came. So, anytime you see Jesus even refer to the Scriptures, was it not written uh, from the scriptures? Uh, from the beginning, he was referring to Genesis to Malachi. Because the material they had for teaching was Genesis to Malachi. And so when Jesus went to the temple, you remember? When he asked for the book of Isaiah. And then he opened the book of Isaiah. He read from what was already written. He opened to Isaiah 61 and said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He had a book to write, a read. 
Are you following? So they had the canon which was Genesis to Malachi already put together 270 years before Jesus came. So anytime they referred to scripture, they had something to refer to which were the Old Testament books of the Bible, which were Genesis to Malachi. Is it clear? So anytime you're reading the Bible and you see direct quotes or references to scriptures, don't think that it is that book or any of the books of the New Testament. No. They were referring to Genesis to Malachi. Now, it is instructive. If it is referring to Genesis to Malachi, then it means that the substance of what is already written, which is the Old Testament books, had a message they were communicating. And the message is clear. Even though when you go to the books individually, you may not find it like that. But when you put all together, the filtrate will be that message, salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And that was their mode of communication. Follow closely. Well, as we progress, you will see the mode of communication of Jesus in the synoptic gospel. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. We will see the mode of communication in the Acts of Apostles. And yet they are communicating the same thing. We will see the mode of communication in the epistles. So that when somebody asks you a question, what is this? You have a certain knowledge to draw from to answer. Which may not necessarily be what others are talking about. I mean, the, the, no, the novelty of it or the, you know, the seeming or as for this thing is not new does not mean that it is new. It is because they never found it the way you found it. What we are discussing now has never been new. Eh, eh. Are, we not, are we reading from another book or your Bible? So, this explanation has been there. But many have not seen it the way we are seeing it now. That's the difference. And if they didn't see it the way we are seeing it now, are you surprised the errors of the past? Are you surprised the way we explained it in the past? Why should we be troubled in our spirit? <laughs> Just follow. Follow what we are doing, I beg you. Just follow. And become better. Are we here this morning? Can we go on? Are you enjoying it? <laughs> now follow closely so is it clear that what the old testament books of the bible were communicating is salvation through faith which is in christ jesus is it not in second timothy 3 15 all right follow closely follow closely now what it means is that the books available for study will equally be the Old Testament books of the Bible. Is it, is it true? Yeah. What was available for them for study? Into Jesus, Jesus full of the word. Jesus being able to quote the scripture. What was available to Jesus? Books of the Bible. Which is Genesis 2. So did Jesus read back to back Genesis to Malachi? For him to quote it. How did Paul learn the books? Did he read it back to back? Yes! That was the only way they learned it. And so Jesus will always refer them. Have you not read? Is it not written? When the enemy came to devil, uh, when the devil came to Jesus, and the devil also quoted, did Jesus look into the air and gave them as Jesus? Uh -uh. What did he do? He went back to what was written. 
it is written. So believer, so what if you have not Bible, no person will be Kenya and they obey any because we have a reference material. Old Testament, now Jesus, Marian, who answers you and the Dabinia New Testament. Think about it. Kind, kind, kind is your book. Work it, work the Bible. Have a plan. Have a good plan to read this material. Have a good plan. Have it all. As you're, as you're doing the explanations like we are doing, please have time to read it so that it will not be a first time for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? It will never, be, when, I op, when we open to Nahum, Nahum, it will not be, hey, is this also in the Bible? Hey, it is in the Bible. When we open to Jude, is it in the Bible? Hey, it's in the Bible. Ezra. Hey. Hey. Zachariah. Hey. I thought, thought Zachariah was the father of John the Baptist. It's not that Zachariah. <laughs> this one, the writer of the book of Zachariah. <laughs> hey. Okay. Hey. Hey, guy. I thought it was only silver and gold. It's mine. It's, that's the only thing here. Yeah. <laughs> You've not read it. Please read. How will you understand? Are we here this morning? Let me rush through this. So, follow closely. We are building foundations to something very interesting. So, it is vital to note carefully that Paul was not making reference to a specific Old Testament book. Because the individual writings will confuse you. When you go to Genesis, for example, you can start from the creation account only for you to come to Corinthians. And understand that it is not just a, a, how do you call it? A certain, you know, calculated pattern of creation. There are portions that are talking about the redemptive work of Christ. There are portions that are talking about the physical make of man. There are portions that are talking about the intention of God for man. So if you just read the end only to come to Exodus and find that, oh, they've been under bondage. They are coming out. Oh, they are in the wilderness. Ah, uh, hey, hey, this Israelites, they suffered, oh. <laughs> they suffered, oh. And yet, he has nothing to do with the sufferings of Israel. Only to come to Esther, that this book has no mention of G-O-D, and yet it's canonized. There is no God in the book of Esther. Okay, then if there's no God, then we can apply, apply, and apply. Oh, maidens, let's come and decorate ourselves. Even Esther was designed and was clothed and was wearing seven levels of perfumes. <laughs> Only to see that there is the Christocentricity of the book of Esther. It is not for beauty pageant. So Paul was not making reference to set apart individual writings. He was looking at the books read together. Is it clear? Follow closely. Because you can be lost in the typology when you want to follow the records. You can be lost in the middle of it. <laughs> and that is why a, a pastor I remember some time ago said, I, I, I told the church last year, he said, he said, you know, and, and, and David went to war. Oh, David went to war. David went to war. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And David, as he was going to war, prepared himself. And David took his sling and he took five stones. And the five stones represent Jesus. Somebody say J, then the church will say J. Somebody say E and S and U and S. 
Then I said, Pastor, how many stones killed Goliath? It must have been J, or it must have been E, or it must have been. So the stones are Jesus. This one will not even qualify for my Sunday school. <laughs> Sunday school people, if you are teaching our children that the stones David picked is J E S U S, I will tell you that Jesus, even in Hebrew, is not J E S U S. Yes, Yeshua. Yeshua. Y E S H U A. Yeshua. It's not five letters, it's six. Jesus in Greek is Jesus. I-E-S-O-U-S. How many letters? If it's not five, if it's not six, it's seven. So how can out of your... Where did you learn this one too from? Did you understand what I just said? Jesus even in Hebrew is not, is not Jesus. It's Yeshua. Jesus in Greek is not Jesus. It's Jesus. So, how did you out of the world think that David must have been talking about J-E-S-U-S? You are limited by English. That is why you need Bible students. If you are not too careful when you want to do English, you will fail. Are we doing English here? Because what is written for you in your English Bible was translated from an original language. And so, if you are not careful to go back sometimes to the original language, you will lose the real meaning of what you are seeing in English. So, it's not about oratory. You must have a certain understanding. This thing is not for university graduates. No! Most of my university graduates after doing, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, masters in religious or something, something, have run away from this. They are now become atheists. They don't believe it anymore. So this thing is not, it's not university matter. It's not master's matter. It is for you and I who understand the canon of scripture. And that's what we are doing here. Are we here? Oh, we bless Jesus. That this thing is hid from the wise and the prudent and has been revealed to the innocent and the simple. The preachers of the gospel are you and I. There is no sophistication in preaching. You just have to know it to preach it. Are we here? Children can preach it. The simple can preach it. The rich can preach Anybody ready to preach, you can preach. Don't limit it to investing. Invest in one. I don't know. Can we continue? <laughs> Are you following? So, there is no reference to a particular writing. What is informing us today is also that when we are looking at the scriptures, look at the content of the scriptures, not just individual books. We may refer to specific writings at some point in time, but in our general analysis, it must be read together. Because what Genesis will speak about, Exodus may codify. The prophets may speak, the prophets may speak of what is written in the law? The Psalms will sing it only for Jesus to come and correct portions. So, individual writings, there are challenges to it. Because what has been handed over to us is progressive revelation. Progressive revelation. Progressive revelation. It is revelation. It is portions of revelations concentrated in the process of time. 
scattered all over. So when you read all together, you cannot see the thread. Ah, this is what they were talking about when it's read together. Are we here? Let's conclude. <laughs> so do you see that Bible study is not, it's not, a, it's not a lazy job? At all, at all. Follow closely. Let me do some good work and let's call it a good morning. So it can, so a diligent study into the content of the scriptures must be in the light of Christ. What is a diligent study? A diligent study, in as much as I know that it will not be focusing on individual writings, will be to read the book together and then use the lens of Christ. Don't forget, salvation through faith in a person. So, for me to understand what they were writing, I would have to use Jesus as my glass. You see that the goggles I'm wearing? I would have, Jesus has become this. So that I read with the sight of Christ to understand what they were communicating about Christ. Even though it was in times, shadows, prophecies, and promises. When I lose sight of this glass, my interpretation will be error. Am I still communicating? Because they were communicating something that you have no idea. And yet they've told you who it is about. So for me to now understand and do a proper study, I must use him as my reference point as I read all together. I'm using many phrases to explain the same thing. I hope it's clear. Now, if Jesus is the central subject of the, of the scriptures, how can I go beyond Jesus or without Jesus to understand? You can't. <laughs> now, so, it should be clear that what we find as salvation through faith in Jesus then becomes the gospel communicated by the scriptures. Then that becomes the gospel they communicated to us. Is it clear? Hmm. <laughs> Follow closely. The writings of the Old Testament books should therefore be interpreted in the light of Christ. Now, look at Jesus. He says, verse 15 again. Let's go back to verse 15 because I need to conclude this. Verse 15. Mm -hmm. And that from a child. And that from a child. Thou had known the holy scriptures. Uh -huh. Which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. Is it clear up to that point? We've, done, we've dealt with all of that. Uh -huh. Through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Now, I want to focus the rest of the minute to look at this word, these two words. Christ Jesus. Now, Christ Jesus there would differ from what we used to say Jesus Christ. 
Why is it not Jesus Christ? Why is it Christ Jesus? Why is it that when you come to the New Testament, many a time, when they're referring to, or, or anytime they put the words together, these two words together, Christ comes before Jesus. It's not something you've been seeing. Have you also taken notice of it? Yeah. And, and yet, when you go to the Gospels, you see more of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. But when you come, thank you, some of you are reading your Bibles. But when you come to New Testament, you see Christ Jesus. Christ, can we do some good work there? All right. It's, it's no error. There is an explanation behind it. Are we following? Now, let's look at the term Jesus. Now, 15 says, and from a child that has known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, which is, which is what? Salvation through faith, which is in, so in Christ Jesus, in 15, let's do this. Hmm? So, observe how it is explained. I want you to observe it. The word Jesus is the Greek word, Jesus. I-E-S-O-U-S. Jesus. 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 is used 975 times in the new... Now, anytime you hear me say something like the Old Testament books of the Bible is Genesis to Malachi. I've explained to you that New Testament or Old Testament is not books. So we are careful how we say like, we say something like Old Testament or New Testament. We rather want to bring understanding to you or clarity to you when we are referring to Genesis to Malachi. Then we'll say in the Old Testament books of the Bible. Another expression is New Testament books of the Bible, which will be technically from Matthew, but you know, sometimes you can start from even Romans. But I'm just telling you what the books are. Because New Testament too is a relationship. It's not books. When you read the New Testament proper, you will see that there are Old Testament practices in some of the New Testament that you call New Testament. So it's not books. It's relationship. Are we following? Then I can also say the Hebrew texts. In the Hebrew text, the Hebrew text will be Genesis to Malachi. So when you hear me say in the Hebrew text or in the Greek text, I'm talking about New Testament books of the Bible. Are you here? These are all technicalities. They are waiting for you to come to Bible school before they tell you. No, this one, we should learn it as, as home knowledge. This is home knowledge. Are we here? So, Greek text will be what? New Testament books of the Bible. Because they were written in Greek. Hebrew text will be what? The Old Testament books of the Bible. Because they were written originally in Hebrew and Aramaic. But Hebrew majorly. Are we here? So, when I say... That 975 in the New Testament Greek text. You understand what I'm talking about? Then 617. The word Jesus. Oh. The word Jesus. Follow closely. 617 in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John alone. In the four Gospels. The background of the use of this word for Christ is to refer to the eyewitness account. That is his humanity. So, the reason why you would even find Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John calling more of Jesus, 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 is to talk about his humanity and his ministry. 
So Jesus refers to the humanity of the Christ promised. How many of you are following? Don't lose me. Into a no no effort. Christo ne his humanity. Nini payo. Christo no nini payo eye yesu. Are you, are you following? I'm not giving you a proper interpretation. But the humanity and ministry of Jesus, of the Christ, is Jesus. Jesus is to tell you that God became man. <laughs> his earthly ministry and his humanity feel and touch is the Jesus. Are you following? Uh-huh. Is the Jesus. Jesus is the one we saw. Jesus is the one we saw. Jesus is the one we, we, we tempted. Jesus is the one we slapped. Jesus is the one we killed on the cross. Can you kill God? But did God become man? What was his name? How do we know he's Jesus? Because we can see him. He's not a ghost. Are you here? So anytime we talk about Jesus, it refers to his humanity, Ninipedria, and his work on earth. Jesus. Follow closely. So, in the Acts of Apostles, we see 378 and uh, 58 times where Jesus is referred to, the Christ is referred to Jesus. So, in the Acts of Apostles and in the Epistles, it's used 358 times. I want you to follow closely. I want you to look at the numbers again. Christ now let's come to Christ. Christ. The word Christ, oh, of course, you remember um, I told you that Jesus in Hebrew is Yeshua. Already. I've told you already. His Greek is Jesus. Christ. 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 The Hebrew is Mashiach. Mashiach. <laughs> and that's like Messiah. So Messiah is M E S A I C H. Messiah. The Greek is Christos. C H R I S T O S. Christos. What is he talking about? So if Hebrew, it will be Yeshua Hamashiach. Or Yeshua Mashiach. Then in Greek it will be Jesus Christos. What is the Christos talking about? And this Christos is used 569 times in the whole of the New Testament Greek text, 58 times in the synoptic. Compared to how many times of Jesus in the synoptic? Follow with me. Follow with me. I ask you to look at the numbers again. Christ, Christos, is used only 58 times in Matthew to John. Look at how many times Jesus is used from Matthew to John. I told you. 617. Do you see the emphasis? Are you following with me? The emphasis are different. 
Because you see that Matthew to John, the emphasis will be his person, his humanity, and his ministry. Now, when it comes to Christos, we are talking about his office and his function. Follow closely. Christos, oftentimes, refers to an office or function. What is that office? The office is that the Christ, the Christ, the Christos, in Hebrew, the Messiah, will come and die and will be buried. And the third day, he will rise. He will ascend and will be in the place of authority. That was the function of the man, Jesus. Oh, are you following something this morning? So, Jesus Christ is not just a piecing together. What is talking about his humanity. The other is talking about his office. Jesus will assume the office of the Christ. So we need to understand that office. Are we following? What is the office? One who come to die and be buried and will resurrect and will ascend and will be in the place of authority. Sit at the right hand of the Father. So when they talk about Jesus Christ, the emphasis is on Jesus. When they talk about Christ Jesus, the emphasis is on his office. So, follow closely what the Old Testament were communicating. And that from a child that has known the Holy Scriptures, Genesis to Malachi, which is able to bring you to a place of sophism, skill, in the subject matter of salvation, through faith, which is in Christ. So salvation will come by Jesus when he assumes the office of the Christ. When he dies, he's buried and he resurrects the third day. That was what they were communicating and we never saw. Your message is complete. Pastor, you see why we can't add to it? So, the words are not just put there for decoration. Mm. Let's move on. don't have a lot of time. Now, let me give you other references. Let me give you some references as we draw the session to a close. We'll continue next week. Let me give you some references. So look at Matthew twenty two forty two. 42. Matthew twenty two forty two. Luke twenty forty one. Luke twenty forty one. Matthew twenty three eight and ten. Matthew twenty three verse eight and ten. Matthew twenty four twenty three. Matthew twenty four twenty three. Mark nine forty one. Mark 9.41 Mark 12.35 Mark 12.45 Mark 13.6 and 21 Mark 13.6 and 21 and Luke 21.8 Luke 
Luke 21, 8. So what it means is that Jesus thought using the term Christ as though he was referring to a third party. Jesus himself. You see, the word Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus or Jesus referring to Christ was not only used by Jesus. That was used by other um, other individuals. But sometimes when you hear Jesus himself talk about Christ, do you remember Luke 24? Ought not Christ to have suffered this thing? Who was speaking? Jesus. He was talking about his office. As if he was talking about a third person. Are you following? Jesus in Luke 21, Luke 24, 26, he says, Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and enter into his glory? Who was he talking about? He was talking about the office of Jesus. As if he was referring to another person. This is because, why did he have to use that? Because the scriptures speak concerning himself. Because they speak concerning him. They speak concerning the Christ. They speak concerning the Christ. So Jesus also referred to that office. The Christ. Do you, do you hear? Uh, look at John 5, 31 and 39. Let's read that quickly. John 5, 31 and 39. As we draw this, the, the lessons to a close. For this morning. Uh-huh. John 5, 31. Yes. If I bear witness of myself, uh -huh. my witness is not true. My witness is not true. Uh -huh. 39. If I bear witness to myself, myself as what? Jesus. Is not my true. witness is not true. For the scriptures will speak of the Christ. Who will come? So I must rather refer to my function than myself. Than myself. I must refer you to what I will come to do than just myself. Are you following what Jesus is saying? Yes. Uh huh. 39. 39. Search the scriptures. Search the scriptures. For in them ye think ye have eternal life. For in them ye think ye have eternal life. And they are which they are. They are they. They are they which testify of me. Which testify of me. Which testify of me. So the scriptures testify of him. Of his office. Are we here? Are we here? Matthew 16, 16. That is why Matthew 16, 16 is crucial in our discourse. Matthew 16, 16. Look at the revelation of, of Peter. He Ma says something. Matthew 16, 16. Uh-huh. And Simon Peter answered. And Simon Peter answered. And the, said, the pretext to this is that Jesus has sent them out. They have gone out. They've done so much. They come back and Jesus asks them, what do the people say I am? They gave a lot of, including uh, uh, Jeremiah, uh, one of the prophets. Then Jesus turned and asked them, what do you say that I am? There was great silence. One was looking to the other. Until Peter raised his hand. He said, yes, Peter, yes. Peter said, Thou art the Christ. Thou art Jesus. No, the Christ. Thou art Jesus of Nazareth. Son of Mary. Why? 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 The revelation of Jesus must direct us to his office. The purpose of his incarnation. Necessarily. 
not just the person Jesus. So the Jews didn't see the Christ. They saw the son of Mary. The Jews didn't see Christ. They saw a carpenter. The Jews didn't see Christ. They saw a bastard. That is why they lost revelation. Your, your revelation about Jesus must take you to his office, the Christ. Thou art the Christ. Uh-huh. The son of the living God. Oh, not the son of Mary. If you see only the son of Mary, your revelation is limited. If you see Jesus, the one you played with when you were all young, like the other brothers of Jesus, your revelation will be limited. Hello? The man who walked, uh, uh, he healed the sick, he raised up the dead, he caused the blind to see. Your limitation of Jesus is bad. He never changed. Everywhere he went, he was doing good. If all you know about Jesus is that he raised the sick and raised the dead, healed the sick, healed lepers, cleansed lepers, you are limited in your revelation about Jesus. Because that one cannot save. That cannot save. That cannot save. Even before Jesus came, there were miracles being done. Throughout history, if you've not read history too well, there are people who have walked on water. There are people who went into coma and came back. They said they died. There are people who multiplied food throughout history. So that is not the sole preserve of Christianity. Anytime we refer to Jesus, we must see his office. And yet there is only one man by whom all men are saved. Just through one man. The Sota, the Messiah, the Christos. So that became an important revelation about Jesus. Thou art the Christ. Thou art the Christ. So we're looking to a Messiah. We never knew you are the Messiah. You are the anointed. The anointed enough to die for man and to rise up the third day and put all men in you. It can only be one man. It can only be one man. And when you come to believe this message, you are saved. So it is the revelation of Jesus that brings salvation. Not just the humanity of Jesus. Are we here this morning? Thou art. And what did Jesus say? Flesh and blood did not reveal this. But there is always a departure from flesh and blood into the spirit. The spirit will bring you through revelation. Flesh and blood. That is why when you look at your neighbor, look at your neighbor differently. Oh, because the flesh and blood that is seated by you, you have no, you have no idea the spirit in him. You don't know who is sitting by you. Take your friends and take your neighbors seriously for one minute. Take them serious. What you are doing is that you are bastardizing the spirit in him. You have no idea. The devil from the pit of hell dressed and come to church. You take your neighbor seriously. Take one another seriously. Because we are saints. The spirit in you is the same spirit in him or her. So make sure you don't frustrate anybody's spirit. Hello? Don't let your activities frustrate somebody's worship. Hello? Thou art the Christ. And Peter caught it. Hey, the Jesus we've been playing around. Hey, eh? Not knowing. That is why he says, flesh and blood. You, Peter, if we're flesh and blood, 
you would have told me the man who went to catch fish. This one is beyond flesh and blood. It's the spirit that has revealed it to you. And that is my true me. My true me is not what you see on the outside. My true me is my office I carry. That is why we don't take our leaders for jokes. Don't take me for granted. Though. <laughs> I, I, I am not like this. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, see your leader beyond him. Thou art the Christ. I'm not saying I'm the Christ. But I've been one who has been set af- uh, before you. Amen. So that was the mode of communication. The mode of communication. Next week when we come, we'll look at other references in the epistles and draw a few conclusions as we go into the grammar of the mode of communication. Because there's a certain message that's been communicated. And the writers put them in some coinages. They, they presented it in some ways. We will look at how they presented it and how that should mean to us what they are communicating to us. Shall I please be on our feet? Oh, are you blessed this morning? Shall I please be on our feet? Huh. I've been saying that anytime we meet like this, there is always a quickening from within on the basis of what we have heard. You will find within yourself that you are emboldened to preach even more. Oh, say, I said, no. Let me a can be Let me a can be. And that is what Bible study should do to you. When you understand that, oh, this one is not for university graduates. No, 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 no. I said, no, you are We are receiving the stirring of the Spirit to go and preach. If you don't preach this gospel to somebody, if you are not winning souls, people are perishing where they are. They don't know any better and yet you find them going to church every Sunday you're asking yourself what do they go to read and what do they go to learn so you are where you are today so that you can become an important element of church you are where you are today so that you allow yourself to be used by the spirit what we have in this house is so much that if we fail to affect the world, we have failed Jesus. That's when we are praying. We are saying, Lord, stay in us. The desire to do more. Just to do more. Just to do more to propagate your word. To publish your word. To proclaim it. As much as we know, we will preach as much as it lies with us this message will go to the ends of the world everybody will hear of it i want to become that agent of change it, it will be a desire some of you some of us can come here and come the following week and, and think that you have forgotten that i told you that you should go and preach and yet i don't forget what i say i want you to lift your voice and begin to pray and stir up the spirit within the spirit of an evangelist the spirit of the preacher the spirit of one who has the truth in him that I want to make men hear of this it is my desire it will not stay with me Lord it will not stay with me 
and from next week i want to see your disciples follow you i want to invite people to church almost every sunday morning when you go to our page i pay something there something that will remind you that when you are coming to church come with your bible come with your notepad come with an invited guest come with somebody come with somebody come with an offering almost every sunday except you don't go to our page i pay something there why because that is why we are being taught that is why we are being taught that we can send the message to the nations of the world start from your family start from your children start from your friends start from your your your, your, your brothers and sisters start from somewhere you are receiving the capacity to go and do in the name of jesus we are receiving the capacity to go and do oh we are bringing many souls to jesus we are bringing many souls to the saving knowledge of our lord jesus this word will not stay in us alone we will not be selfish 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 we will preach we will preach we will preach the word we will preach the word we will preach the word like nobody's business we will preach the word and the word will get to the ends of the world we will preach the word i want you to open your mouth pray 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 for yourself 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 pray that when i go preach people will hear me when i go preach to my my family members people will hear me they will hear the word they will hear the word they will hear the word when i go preach they will hear nobody will, will nobody will, will, will run away from this that that the holy spirit himself is having free course the holy spirit is before me doing the work before i do as i preach many souls are coming to jesus many souls many souls many souls many souls jesus has so much confidence in you as you pray you are receiving the strength to go and do wherever you find yourself this week you are preaching the word 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 and the nations of this world are coming to the saving knowledge of our lord jesus christ we will not disappoint jesus we will not disappoint jesus we will not disappoint jesus if the apostles disappointed jesus africa today will not receive the word if the apostles disappointed jesus you will not even have the bible to preach to read thanks be to god thanks be to god that today we have what it takes to receive the gospel and to have the gospel on silver platter it is because some people did the work you also have to do the work today that many souls will come to receive this word thank you father this week we go this week we go this week we go go ye into all the world and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit teaching them to observe whatsoever thing i have commanded you and lo i am with you and lo he is with us and lo he is with us as you go on the preaching spree he is with you as you go to your friends at your workplace he is with you as you go to the suburbs to preach he is with you as you stand in the bus to preach he is with you all the way even unto the end of the world charge your spirit up this morning as you leave this place you become a worthy ambassador of jesus as you leave this place you become a worthy preacher of the word a preacher of the gospel no other message but the gospel no other truth but the gospel as you have learned it as you have heard it as you have understood it 
you will preach it to his glory. Thank you, Father. Let's have your voice. Stretch your hands and let's thank him. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we are living this place renewed in our minds, renewed in our conviction, renewed in our thoughts, renewed in our actions. We will go and do as you have instructed. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Let me assume our seats and give the Lord a mighty clap. God is good and all the time. Hallelujah.